Hello and welcome to the Cincinnati Bengals Sports Ethos Podcast. My name is Josh Reeser and I'm your host. You can find me on Twitter at R-I-E-S-S-E-R-1-4. And you can find this podcast at Ethos Bengals. Thank you for listening again, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, once again, I took a little bit of a hiatus, I suppose. Uh, let's be honest, a little tough to watch our our Bengals play for a little bit. That's not the reason why I took a break. Just life and the holidays get, get a little hectic, working a lot at work. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to stop making excuses and trying to be a little bit better, like I always say. Anyways, uh, it's been quite an interesting season for the Cincinnati Bengals, I will say that. Um, I'm going to do a little bit different episode this time. I'm not really going to go really in-depth on all the game reviews. Maybe. I don't know. I say that. Once I get going, we'll see uh, See if I keep my word. Like I said, it has been a very interesting season for Cincy. Uh, when we last talked, they had just beaten the very overrated Bills, and we're riding a very hot four-game win streak. Um, unfortunately, things took a bit of a dip when uh, Houston came to town. I'm going to talk about that game because that was actually a really fun game to watch, despite uh, Cincinnati losing C.J. Stroud, man. that I was already a big believer of him, but the way that game ended and just how he played the entire time, like really, I'm, I'm a big C.J. Stroud guy, not even just because he's from Ohio State, but he's just a very likable kid. The way he, he interacts on the sideline and everything. See, since he, I digress. Cincinnati lost on the last second field goal to to Houston, thirty to twenty seven. That one was that was tough. It was a fun game to watch, at least. So you know, heads were still held high, because you know, offense was back in normal. Joe was still looking good. Defense kind of blew it, but like I said, CJ, he's he's gonna be. He's already one of my top five quarterbacks in the league. Over that stupid head Josh Allen anyways then things got a little not a little very very murky uh playing against the Ravens let's see that was a Thursday night game in Baltimore Joe Burrow gets hurt again guys his uh his thumb thumb wrist uh ligament torn yep yeah and there was a lot of not not really a scandal, but coming off the plane, he was wearing some little dinky wrist or thumb wrist band that someone like caught on like a very weird picture. But I mean, apparently in the game he took a, a tackle and it did show him landing on it pretty awkwardly. So I'm not going to debate that that's what happened or not. But yeah, you know, again. Losing franchise quarterback, who's the most paid player in the NFL, for the second time this season. It's like the fifth time in four seasons. At what point do the people start labeling him as injury-prone, and I he's never going to be a bust. Let's get that through. But he's got to stay healthy. So we can talk a little bit more about that and how it's affected the team which surprisingly hasn't been too much. So that was a loss. Cincinnati lost that game 34-20. I'm really not going to talk about that game very much because, yeah, it was it was a yucky. And then the following week, Cincinnati 
hosts the Steelers in what was a huge, like, that was a big big game at the time, especially for seeding-wise, because somehow Pittsburgh's still in the hunt. I'm going to talk about the AFC playoff picture as well. But, yeah, this game was, it was hard to watch. Cincinnati lost 16-10. There wasn't a score in the first quarter. They, uh, you know, back-to-back drives. The Steelers and the Bengals traded scores. So, going into halftime, Cincinnati was up 7-3. to Then, uh, took him basically until the fourth quarter again to get a score. Najee ran one in at the end of the third. And Cincinnati's offense just did not... That the game was nasty. It was too many dinky-dunky passes, not having any faith in Jake Browning, which has turned the course. Let me tell you that right now. So... Coming off a four-game win streak, Cincinnati was then riding a three-game lose streak. And it wasn't looking good. I want to talk about that Texans game, though. The, the, the one that kind of spearheaded the, the downfall, although the, really the big downfall was losing Joe against uh, Baltimore. So, yeah, I just want to look at like those stats I like to look at, because this is a back-and-forth game. And actually, let's look at the, how, the, how the scoring breakdown kind of went. Just kind of a little summary. First quarter, since he started out very hot, uh, I remember Trent Irwin had a one-on-one up top of the screen, and I don't remember what kind of defense. Oh, I mean, I guess one-on-one, but he just broke free straight. Like, it wasn't even a route. It was just basically a go, and Joe put it perfectly for a 30-yard touchdown pass. So since he took the lead, but, uh, you know, like I said, Houston, Houston is a fighter. I mean, this game was 7 nothing until beginning of the second, or maybe almost midway through the second quarter when Houston eventually took a 10 nothing lead in the half, or 10-7 lead in the halftime. The combination of Tank Dell and C.J. Stroud was all over the place that day, uh, but not even actually ever take that back because Noah, that was a Noah Brown game. Seven receptions for 172 yards by Noah Brown, who at the end iced it when it was like a 12-yard curl route, and he basically ran over three dudes to gain an extra, like, eight or ten, put Matt Amendola in position, and that's when they won the, the game-winning field goal as time expired. Now, C.J. Stroud was just so calm and cool. He he put up 356 and a touchdown. Devin Singletary killed uh, or killed them. Excuse me, I almost said it. Almost. Singletary, 30 carries and 150 yards. Five yards a carry at 30? Like, that's that's basically just having your way. Like, what was the time of possession on this game? I want to see that. I imagine Texans had to, had to hold the ball a lot because they were running basically into for the entire game. Well, they only had the, the ball three more minutes. Sorry, guys. Just... So, yeah, so they had a 27 lead with three minutes left to go in the third quarter. That's when since he finally put a field goal. And then they had an interception and got the ball back. And that was the 64-yard bomb, Jamar Chase. I remember that one as well. So then, you know, since he's feeling good, we're only down three. But C.J. Stroud came back at an eight-yard touchdown run after a six-play 75-yard drive on only two minutes. And after that, since he just it took too much too too long, they were down ten. 
it looks like they got another another uh, turnover and cashed in on the two yard two play four yard drive down in the goal line from Joe Mixon run, but yeah, CJ. So after the uh, embarrassing loss to the the Steelers, after losing Burrow against the Ravens the game prior, things have started to kind of come around for the Bengals. They then had a Monday night football game going down into Jacksonville. And Jake Browning just had the game of his life. Like, I I went into this game having no intention of even, like, having it be a, a good game. Like, I was just... I, was, I almost put on the Milwaukee Bucks game instead. Actually, I did. I had the Bucks on the big screen, and I had the Bengals on my laptop. Going into halftime, it's a tie game. I'll, I'll get a little bit more into this game. This game was actually pretty fun to watch as well. Uh, so, yeah, I then I'm like, okay, I guess we got ourselves a game. Jake Browning, this man, the game of his life, let me tell you, 32 of 37 for 350 yards and a touchdown. Just, like, after looking like dog poop against the Steelers and in mop-up duty against the Ravens, like... This man was doing whatever he wanted. He also had a 21-yard run and added another rushing score. Like He only took two sacks. Like the, the man just stands in the pocket and is not afraid. I love it. He's taking full advantage of this opportunity he has, so it's that's going to be an interesting conversation if he keeps playing well, because he's looked pretty good. In that game, he heavily targeted Jamar Chase, 11 t- catches... 12 targets, 150 yards in a tutty. That was all. He also had a nice one-on-one. It was third down. He had Jamar Chase one-on-one at the bottom of the screen and just, honestly, I didn't really like it, but he put it right in the bread basket. Jamar had just enough separation. And that, let's see how long that one was. 76-yard touchdown. Whew. Like, these big play bangles are back. and I, I love it. But it's just like... Where was it when Joe was out there? Zach has totally, like... Zach's never made adjustments, and now he finally is, which I guess maybe does show that he's a decent coach. Because the way that the offense is playing around Jake Browning is just crazy. I mean, this one was a back-and-forth game. Even rookie Parker Washington for the Jaguars made his his, uh, impact felt. He had a big game. Evan Ingram was their leading receiver, 9 Catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. Uh, although, Lawrence did get hurt in this game, so at the end it was Browning versus C.J. Bethard in overtime. You know, just what everyone wants to see on Monday night at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> but it was awesome. I mean, just, like, watching it, the offenses play so well and Jake being so calm. Mixon finally had a decent game. And Jace Brown, like, I haven't even talked about him yet. He's finally inserting himself into the discussion. Chris Evans has been healthy and active. Travion Williams hasn't even done anything. He's kind of lost his opportunity. And Chase Brown, the past game, recorded the second fastest run in the NFL this season at 22 miles an hour. Like, it's nice to see that the Bengals are finally having another, like, little juice 
and speed to the offense because next season that's probably what they're going to need to do. The AFC North is so... I don't even know. Like, I don't know their identity anymore. They used to be the, the tough ground-pound teams now with Deshaun coming in and Lamar uh, Monken coming into Baltimore. I mean, the Steelers' offense just kind of sucks, even though we the Bengals lost to them 16-10, to 10, but I think they actually put... that was Matt Canada actually did get fired before that game, and they ended up putting up the most yards ever, or uh, in the season, I should say, not ever, but 16 points came out of it. I think it was, what, at least three field goals? So that was a very winnable game. If the Bengals played them now, again, they would definitely win. Actually, something I totally forgot to bring up against the Texans was Tyler Boyd. He had a very inexplicable uh, dropped pass that would have actually probably won the game because the Bengals had to settle for a field goal, but and had to, and they were still down. They would have. Yep. I, don't, I can't remember, but man. And then I bring that up because against the Jaguars, Tyler Boyd had enough. I don't know what Zach was thinking when this happened. Sorry to jump around so much, guys, but. Clearly, I was not prepared, as prepared as I thought. But there was a play when it's the tied game, and Jake Browning is showing that he can be the dude. And Zach Taylor dials up this re receiver reverse screen pass to where Tyler Boyd. I mean, it's just a he, Jake Browning gives the ball to Tyler Boyd. He throws a, dink, a, a backwards pass, and then Tyler Boyd's just standing there in the middle of the field. And Jacksonville has a very covered very well because Mixon is just waiting for the screen pass. And I don't know if Boyd didn't see him, but Josh Allen, the defender for the Jaguars, is just standing in front of his face and just takes it. Like he, <laughs> I've never seen such a boneheaded play. I don't know what's up with Tyler this season. He's definitely lost a step. This this upcoming season or off season, I should say, it's gonna he's gonna be a ten million dollar pay or tax hit, salary cap hit. Excuse me, geez, I can't talk. Like unless he takes a massive pay cut, Tyler Boyd is done, and this season I'm ready to just call it quits with him. Anyways, there's been so many big play moments where he just hasn't come through. He had another drop pass in the in the Jaguars game as well. And I don't know if there's something in his head. Maybe the fact that Joe went down, he's just not really into it. But, you know, he's a, he's a veteran. He's one of the veterans on the team. He's one of the, you know, not older guys in the league, but one of the older slot receivers that still gets time, I should say. Like, he's... Uh, and he's always been so reliable and a very steady producer. But it just... And it kind of stinks to see him go like this. But, man, two huge game-changing plays that Luckily, the Bengals won, were able to get away with, but does that because of the injury to Lawrence? Maybe. So, I hope, hope Tyler uh, figures it out. Uh, that, that could be, I mean, even like Charlie Jones is the punt returner now. He has been all season. There's a rookie game playtime. Yoshivas, you see him on the field quite a bit. They really like him. He, he had a play, I can't remember which game it was exactly, it was only one catch, but took a slant and then just after the catch just huge huge burst like this dude is fast and he's looking for contact like Yoshivas is kind of like Puka you know maybe it's the um, 
Hawaiian or the Islander nature in them, whatever. But, yeah, I'm excited for that kid. T, T's probably gone, but we can talk about that in another episode. I'm going to kind of keep on churning away these little mini-game reviews, because the next game was the Colts. And this is actually a big a big game for playoff seeding as well. And Indy's been kind of... Indy is such a surprise to me this season. Shane Steichen has really proven that he's a great coach. In the beginning, it looked like Philadelphia had kind of fallen off a little bit, but um, that's not the that's not the case. Nick Sirianni's got him, got him back and going, and Philadelphia's probably the best team in the league. Anyway, Steichen, who came from Philly, that's why I said that, like, he's got this team in the playoff wild card right now. After losing their first-round quarterback, Anthony Richardson, who was completely changing, like, the, this team is just completely different. And now you got Gardner Minshew, with Minshew Mania just slicing and dicing. Uh, unfortunately, not very much this game. Now the Colts only, <laughs> only put up 14 points, and it happened in the span of 30 seconds, which is crazy. Um, they had a, a, a Moali Cox touch. I needed and I needed Zach Moss of a big game, and of course Bengals bottled him up. Good for them, but um, I'll just the cold scoring was a two-yard pass to Moali Cox in the red zone on a 17 well 17 play drive. That's actually pretty impressive. And then like very next series for the Bengals, they threw a pick six. So you know, going into halftime, it was 14-14. Since he didn't really have many bright spots on offense, they were just kind of turning the ball out. Browning was very efficient again. He was 18-24, 275 yards, two tutties. But the story of the game was the running backs, Mixon and Chase Brown, who I'm so happy is finally getting some recognition. On the first quarter, I think it was second or third drive, um, Chase Brown took a 54-yard screen pass to the hizzy, and this was the play that I mentioned earlier about scoring, I think he went 22 miles an hour, which is the second fastest in the league, I think behind Tyreek or Mostert, one of the Dolphins. It was just electric. Like, he, once he hit the, he saw those blockers and he just hit the gas pedal, he was gone. Otherwise, this was kind of a, a dinky-dunky game. Like, the other touchdowns were a Tanner Hudson 11-yard pass and then a, a Jake Browning quarterback sneak. Evan McPherson had a couple field goals. This one, not really the most like exciting game to watch. I mean, it was for us Bengals fans, because you know, few, after riding a three-game lose streak, now we're, they're back on a two-game win streak. Fighting for a playoff spot. I'm actually recording this right before the game on Saturday against uh, the Vikings. Which is huge. Um, I love football on Saturday. Unfortunately, I do have to work a party tonight, but... Money is money, right? Money, money, money. Some uh, good old Mr. Crab reference right there for you. And just kind of looking quickly at that uh, that Vikings game, like they're hurt too. Uh, they had a little bit of fun with Josh Dobbs for the quarterback after Kirk, you know, tore his Achilles as well. That's just a thing these days. Everyone's doing it. So today the Cincy Bengals are playing against Nick Mullins, who actually I think he holds the record for like. Most passing yards by someone in their first so many starts. It's crazy. He was, he's actually been pretty good when he does play. He was, I mean, he was prospect, or prospect, he was a product of the Shanahan system. That's what I was trying to say, guys. 
so, you know, they're also down Alexander Madison. I don't know if Justin Jefferson is playing. It looks like he is. I'm looking at the full injury report right now. He he was go gone for a while with an injury, came back, like three plays in. Uh, chest, chest contusion. Oh, it looks like uh, Jefferson is expected to play today, which, I mean, take him away. Like, what else is the... Uh, like, what else is their offense really going to do? Ty Chandler doesn't scare me. I guess locking down Hawkinson, that'll be Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson's job today. Otherwise, I mean, since he's pretty ha healthy, bef besides, you know, of course, Joe Burrow, Jackson Carmen inactive. Good. Chris Evans inactive. Chase Brown seems to have a firm grasp on that uh, second running back position. So both teams seven and six. This game is in Cincinnati. Since he's four and three at home, so yeah, I mean this is a big one. Both teams need a win to stay in the playoff hunt. Since he's on the outside looking in, unfortunately, um, I just hope that Jake Browning is able to uh, keep playing the way he has. That's really going to be the big thing: not turning the ball over relying on Mixon and Chase Brown to just kind of smash away for a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to watch it. Hopefully they have a big enough lead to where I can go to work a little early and not have to worry about catching the end of the game in an exciting fashion. Now, I kind of just want to look at the playoff picture real fast for the AFC. Currently, since... Okay, so here... This, okay, look at this. So at the top, you got Baltimore, Miami. Baltimore's the one seed at 10-3. and three, Miami's 9-4. and four. Then at three, four, and five, you got Kansas City and Jacksonville as their divisional leaders at eight and five. Cleveland is the top wild card at eight and five, with Pittsburgh and Indy both at seven and six in the final two spots. So that's pretty gross. I'm not gonna lie. Cleveland and Pittsburgh. I mean, Joe Flacco has actually come in and played really well for Cleveland. I can't believe he was still on the on the on the streets. Like if the Jets had him, they'd be in the playoffs. I feel. He's easily giving them a couple more wins over Zach Wilson and whoever else the hell they're throwing out there. And then, so even at the eight seeds, we have Houston at seven and six, Denver seven and six. Then there's Cincinnati at seven and six, and then Buffalo at seven and six. So the final three spots are going to be very zesty. And like, like even today uh, at the the next game, or maybe they're tonight, Pittsburgh and Indy play. That's that's a fight for a playoff spot right there. Can they tie? That'd be sweet. Cleveland's got Chicago, so that's probably going to be a win for them. Houston plays Tennessee. C.J. Stroud isn't playing, so honestly, Tennessee's kind of kind of hot lately. I could see Houston going down. Oh, no, Denver and Detroit, they played a night. Dang, that's a, this is a nice game of Saturday football, everybody. I'm excited. Since he's got Minnesota, ooh, Buffalo's got Dallas. Good for them. God, I hate Buffalo. So, so I mean, I'm, I'm liking the chances, everyone. Uh, we just need, I think I'm rooting for, definitely rooting for Indy to beat Pittsburgh. So, yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited. So that's going to do today, guys. Uh, my next episode, I'll, I'll kind of go over what happened with the Vikings game, a little more updated picture, hopefully, of what's going on in the NFL. I can talk about maybe more so like the positional breakdowns as well, how people have played and my expectations, 
because at this point, a couple weeks ago, I thought um, for sure since he was going to be playing for draft spot, but they're still in the thick of it, and Jake Browning has been a godsend, so I love it. I love Jake Browning. Thanks, buddy. And thank you all for listening. Again, my name is Josh Reeser. You find me on Twitter or the X at R-I-E-S-S-E-R-1-4. And you can find this at Ethos Bengals. Just want you to know that it's going to be a good day. So who day? All day.